Take three, take two sucked. First one. Yeah. Break it up. Yo, I break it up and spit it like tobacco in right fields. I'm acting like a savage and exploding like minefields. So much aggression and expression of minefields. Like fighting for my life, a rap attacker with mic skills. The time is critical and ticking like time bombs. My offense is pivotal, my lyrics will bear arms. My defense is evident, I block and I jab back, duck and attack and smack him with the back of my left hand. Just like a horror movie. Moment you ran into me, an evil spirit, you hear it, and now you'll never lose me. Call it some braggadocious magic like hocus pocus. Tiger fist with a little bit of the dragon lotus. Who needs a bodyguard? I'll hit your body hard. 55 hit combo to split your phony squad. Thinking faster than brain matter can spark a thought. Plan a suggestion, inception before the script was bought. Battle with axes and hammers and bullets blazing. Call it amazing the way I'm raiding your masquerade. <laughs> Welcome to the delicious dish. <laughs> they call her Trish the Dish. Ooh. One of my podcast friends is Trish the Dish. <laughs> she it. was a, she was the one I did the um, get the hell out of here planning a trip with Trish episode. Oh, She's nice. Trish the okay. Dish. Nice Trish the Dish. How was oh, your day? Yeah. Handsome? Okay, well, all right. Let's uh, just as we go, shall we? Chicken, chicken, yeah. Oh wow, sweaty balls. Yeah, is, is it, are we? Is this the business? Sweaty balls. We could do the business if you want to do the business. Let's get down. Did you, did you to load business. up new sound effects or no? I threw a couple in there. Additional or yeah, nice. I try to put some more in there, but um, the uh, ones uh. I. It, wasn't gonna do that. Just let it the rip. Mic. Let yeah. it fly. Once I put mm, in this there, lemon water, didn't work out. <laughs> oh, is that what you went for? The lemon water? Yeah. You're off the watermelon, or do they take it away? No, yeah, I've had watermelon so much. Yeah. You gotta start mixing them. I know. That's the key. That's what I do. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's what I do. I do the the watermelon and the strawberry. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah. That's a strawberry lemongrass, though, right? No. Oh, they just have the regular strawberry there? No, is it strawberry lemongrass? It might be strawberry might lemongrass, be. yeah. Maybe it is. I have no idea. I haven't do, done do the they, strawberry yet. Why do they have to tamper with strawberries like that? What, I don't know. They fuck with you all the time. Those, those fuckers. fuckers. Those fuckers that eat kale. The only thing that goes with strawberries is chocolate. We all know that. <laughs> Except for I don't like chocolate. You go fuck Black yourself. But, uh, so no boozies tonight? We're behind me. I haven't, oh, I haven't opened right. a nope yeah. yet. Oh, the show hasn't even started yet. <laughs> the, the sound gimmicks. I try to add some new ones, but uh, there was this. I don't know if it's a problem in the downloading or mm-hmm. what, but something went wrong, and I tried to play it before we got here, and there were some ha-has that made me laugh. <laughs> and uh, all I got was, oh, they're like twelve seconds long too. I was like, fucking hey. It goes that. We trying to download to Bear Share? Lime no. Wire? I was a uh... Napster. <laughs> Napster. Napster. Don't say Napster. Don't say. Lars Ulrich might pop, pop out of nowhere. This fucker. Enter Sandman. He just pops out of the trash can. Stop downloading my music, man. Dick. Dick. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was uh, quite sad when, uh, when I went to go play it. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, fuck, that would have popped the boys with this one. (laughs) Nope. Son of a... That's how I felt. That's a no-go on that. What's that? Oh, sorry, I'm just playing. (laughs) I I have no idea what's going on right now. We might want to record the effect of 
opening up a drink. So that way, if I ever open up a drink, I don't have to wait. We can just fake it. Right. <laughs> Hold on. I already have this. Or we, if, wait, do we already have it? I have two. Oh, we should do one in trio. Yep. I haven't brought, brought my can. Oh, look at that. Should we crack some of our own? Uh, I'm ready to crack something. I'm yeah, thirsty, man. Go ahead. Do I, it. I heard that. You're a thirsty bitch. <laughs> ready? Three, two, one. Ooh. Wow. This must be really telling. <laughs> Either either my strength or poorly manufactured can. What the hell? What the hell? Ooh, hold on. Let me get I to those. I love Chris's what the hell. That's great. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Yours sounds like... What the hell? Yours sounds like Hank Hill. Hey, what in the... What <laughs> the hell? What the hell is wrong with that da- boy? Dale. Dang gum, Bobby. Oh, oh, no, that's more... Uh, oh, this might be one of those gimmicks. Ooh, Dale. Oh, wait. How's Gaxy today, huh? It popped, huh? Yeah, but like the first 3000 I bought were more expensive than... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put anything in there today. The second 2000 were were uh, cheaper. <clears throat> I put no gimmicks in today. I mean, the first 3000 I got at like four... A little over four or something because it was on its way up, and then I waited for it to go to uh, two five. Two five? Yeah. So I'm making money off of those. That's good. Was that the, and that's the majority of the- uh no three thousand over four two thousand at two five. Oh, okay. yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Apple is though. Apple is sucking shit right now. Yeah, I thought it was going to go up after the announcement, but so did they I. didn't really announce anything except so a new watch. Was, they didn't announce a new phone. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. As soon as they get a new Bite phone me, out Apple. there, people it'll take off. People will love that shit. All right, so this may be one of the gimmicks where I tried to to load, but. Drop a load. This is what it sounds like. Oofed. Oh, it's like it's it's like playing it like a split second of it. Yeah, except for it was like sixteen seconds. Jesus, what do you know? What was the sound drop? Oh, I know what it was. What was it? Or are we saving that surprise? I'm saving it for a surprise. Uh, All right, right on, right on. I'll tease you though. It's gonna be one of these. A little preview. (laughs) <laughs> love it i love it I but love it so you can only imagine what we talk about mm. i found a flute version of it it's over <laughs> it's over game it's, over man it's game, game over a hundred percent oh fuck a little bit of the bubbly mm. a little bit of the bubbly Jesus. yes sorry all the bubbly. Are we recording? It's recording. He's always recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we were waiting on like an intro or not because I'm giving you gold here. <laughs> yeah. He can re-edit it. So yeah. That, uh, yeah, I could just just go like this and move it, and or even go on when I upload it to Anchor. Just press a button if I forget to put the intro in. Yeah. So now I have the intro and the outro. So uh, oh, you all have it set up separately. Yeah. So you should be like, Whoop. Yep, just in case. Look at him, Mr. Smarty yeah, you can just slide it right in. Just in case. I need an intro. <laughs> Matt created one for me. Oh, really? For Mass Mouse? I need an intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Um, in case he listens to this. <laughs> so love you, man. What would your intro be? Or like, you Just know. something that says Mass Mouse fans that's upbeat and Mass like Mouse be- fans, baby. <laughs> Dave Matthews. <laughs> Mass mass fans. I feel like it's got to be something that's involved a in little fanfare. baby, <laughs> a little baby, a little baby. I feel like it's got to be like a, a drum roll fanfare, like almost like like the 20, Mickey Mouse thing. Like you're in a parade, or, or even like 20th Century Fox. Even yeah, fuck them. They don't need it anymore. They're Disney. <laughs> What'd you Disney say? Now <laughs> the 20th, 20th Century, Century Fox. Mass mass fans. <laughs> I think there you go. You just nailed it. I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna and I'm gonna steal it. There you oh, go. Perfect. Right. Copyright Chris Rose. <laughs> Performed by El Paso Verde. I mean, I could play it for. It's on one of my episodes. I promised I'd play it for for him, and you already did. So yeah. You, you have no, <laughs> no I meant I played for Johnny because he clearly doesn't listen to Mass Mouse fans. Oh. You, <laughs> you own a I, shirt. I, I listen. <laughs> Thanks for the shirt. <laughs> he said that to Wesley. I, t- I was like, wow, one of the last things she ever gave him was a Mass Mouse Fans t-shirt. And there's a happy young man right there. <laughs> oh. oh, man. May God have mercy on your soul. Not syphilis, but a Mass Mouse Fans t-shirt. <laughs> I got a t-shirt. Hey, t-shirt, Best baby. consolation prize ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Best consolation prize ever. I got a t-shirt, baby. <laughs> a t-shirt and Brian and Chris. <laughs> That's all you need in life. <laughs> a t-shirt and a couple of monkeys for my back. Get over here! <laughs> oh. You guys are a, a blessing. I'll say. That's for sure. And a curse. <laughs> and a curse. We just can't have group gatherings the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we just can't invite them. <laughs> Two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Two Christmases. <laughs> I don't want to spend time with you. You're all twitchy. <laughs> Man, can you imagine if it was two Hanukkahs? I don't know if I can afford that. Fuck that shit. <laughs> 16 days. Oh my God. Sweet Jesus. No, they don't believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to sell some stock on that one. Oh, speaking of. I award you no points. That's how I feel about my stocks today. <laughs> oh, your portfolio is looking rough today? Yeah, it's a little rough shape. <laughs> the only thing that went up was my penny stock. <laughs> the penny's doing very well. Went up one penny. <laughs> but you know what, though? It's steady increase. You know, it's gotten good PR a couple days in a row now. So yep. that's a good thing. And then you have your earnings report happening at the end of the month. And is it going to go up? It's going to go up. So it's going to be five cents? Maybe even more. Who knows? How about you know, new? It, <laughs> how about new? You know, at one point, it was up to like $10 three years ago. Yeah. Oh, actually, so there was one day it hit $75. Don't know why. Huh? It was just, there was one day, wait, if you look at the chart, there's a one day $75 spike. Could you imagine just being in the See, company that day? That's that's pants wedding right there. That kind of talk. That's <laughs> Can just, you imagine? You imagine just punching out at that time? That's three RVs. That's like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, yeah, did you pre-order that Lamborghini I can yet? start looking at Add Class A. One. All right. Oh, you didn't get a PS5 pre-order? Get five. <laughs> on me. Christmas gifts. Christmas, Christmas gifts. For, PS5s for everybody. Woohoo! Oh, shit. So much fun. <laughs> I like that. But yeah. so, what's not performing in your portfolio then? Uh, JetBlue. 
Oh, this was my look this morning. Okay. So well, it was jet blue. I had some uh, some apple that went, took a dookie. The apple's gone bad, the Murphy. Apple's going down. Um, I mean, it's going to a point where I can buy maybe another share. Yeah, yeah, uh, almost. I'm thinking about maybe stocking up on more apple, but I'm very nervous about it. Makes sense. But you it's know? not like we're in the decline of the Apple company in itself. Right. It will go up. It's just going to take some time. It'll take forever. Yeah. Then I have yeah. some random technology kind of uh, stocks that were like 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. I grabbed like one or two of those. In what sectors? Like what are the technology companies focuses? Masks. Ooh, oh, good call. Yeah. Well, that's part of what Gaxi does too. Yeah. So they do a lot of like the COVID stuff. I should buy me some Gaxi masks. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what I own 5,000 shares. <laughs> and then there's like the other technology end with like AI and robots and all that fun shit. So I threw money at that because, yeah. you know, robots. And neither of you are in uh, Nikola, right? No. Oh, crash and burn. Did you, did you buy in or shit. no? No, I've just yeah. been watching the, yeah. the news on that thing. I, I was in that stock and I sold out. I kind of lost a little cash in it dabbling and then i sold on i sold on it and then i was like man i was i was hurt i was bumming hard when it was going back up again and then i heard about all the bullshit with this guy yeah guy runs the company the there it's not even clever you just used his first name yeah of your biggest competitor yeah. it's like <laughs> maybe it was a dig it's maybe. like i'm going to build a like a mid-size Car and I'm going to call it Henry instead of Ford. Like, so, yeah. it's like what? That. Yeah, riding it's a so Henry today. I don't know if you heard about it, but they had this video showcasing their semi or their electric truck vehicle, and it was revealed later on that the truck was actually just in motion from rolling down a hill. It wasn't actually in well, a drivetrain. Hubba hubba. <laughs> and uh, they were like, look at it, look at it go. <laughs> well, that's because it they had just a tilt, they tilted the camera. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's because it went down a hill. <laughs> yeah, they were like, look at it go. It was all because it was rolling down a hill and it had that momentum. When in motion, things say in motion. Oh, yeah. it's That stock is just a nightmare. So if you're on a Nikola, stay on a Nikola. And how bad do GM feel like a bunch of dummies right now for investing in them? You know what I mean? I'm trying to think what else I have. Uh, that That's why Rivian is the uh, IPO to look out for. Yeah. So that it's going to come down to Tesla and this Rivian folks. What does Rivian do? Same thing? Automated? Uh, Rivian's EV, electric vehicle, but they're backed by um, oh, Ford. Oh, actually, I do have Ford. They're backed by Ford, and they have pre-orders from Amazon already for their trucks. I yeah. have Henry. That's why I went with the Ford, because the new Bronco's coming out. Yeah. And everyone's, you know. <laughs> I have Henry. You have a Henry? I have stock in Henry. <laughs> it's just this old guy in a garage <laughs> tinkering on a little vehicle. He's like, oh. It runs on double A's. <laughs> Chris Rose, out there in Massachusetts, is dependent upon me. I've got one shareholder, and he's a majority stakeholder. <laughs> it's the two guys from coming to America. Yeah. After they're losing all their money in uh, <laughs> trading places. Oh, I love that. I love that they did a cameo in that movie. Oh, yeah. Just chilling on the sidewalk. Mortimer, look, we're back. Oh, he gives him, what, a dollar? Uh, no, he, because he's he was the 
the print he had like a shitload of cash yeah, 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 on yeah. him and he gave it to them. I'm trying, I'm trying uh, to no, they he, lost the they lost the, they lost the bet for a dollar. Yeah. 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 That's too funny. Good times. They're actually making a sequel to that. Really? Oh no 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 no! no. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed. Uh, that's actually uh, coming to America. Coming to America too. Wait, but we were just talking about trading places, right? Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, cameo yeah. is from is oh, from yeah, right, was from, from trading places. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, actually, I introduced the lady the other night to banana and a tailpipe. Oh, duh. Yeah, she never saw the. Um, so the OG one, or what did you guys watch? Did you all one three? And two. One and two. We haven't watched three yet. I didn't hate three. I didn't hate three because he was a fox at the very end. He's a giant gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the only thing I really liked about three was the George Lucas cameo. Yeah, it's a good thing. After that, I was just like, eh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, after uh, Taggart left the the film series, it was like, he was great in the first two. Yeah. I mean, like, it was part of the charm, right? Like, you know, it was like. the old cop that's kind of like. Yeah. Still in the old style, but trying to figure out the new. Yeah. He's kind of like the Murtaugh of that series. Yes. You know what I mean? Murtaugh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have the script for the never going to be made now uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 with his son. Uh, was not, gonna, yeah. At one point it, it was in talk of being a series. Yeah, too. it was a TV series. Yeah. It was, so I have the, the, the film script they wrote. And I haven't, I haven't read it yet, but supposedly it involves his son. Eddie Murphy. Should he stick to animation? He just won an Emmy for yeah. his SNL appearance. So, I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone consistently says. <laughs> we'll put a pause. Everyone is. Are we still recording? Oh, we can still talk. We can still talk. Everyone consistently says from Saturday Night Live that he's been the oh, one yeah. who made it the furthest. Like he's the most popular. He made it big time. But he had so many lousy films. Oh, I mean... It's like, by that measure, Adam Sandler is also the most successful SNL alum. So, but, I mean, even Sandler's successful in the sense that he established a brand and then grew it. Yeah. And grew it exponentially. And, like, you know, started, like, a, a like basically a production studio around it. Like, Happy Madison makes some TV series. They do, you know, they have that Netflix deal. Like, he's got all of his legacy work. He's got the, you know, the music tour thing he did. I mean, name another member that broke out of the SNL cast that has done that much aside from Eddie Murphy. Uh, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Sandler maybe comes Phil close. Hartman, but like uh, Phil Hartman. You can't say it. If, if he was still alive, I'm sure he'd be doing a shitload right now. Right. But I mean, um, he made a bunch of movies and, you know, he's I mean, a Farrell's got his over. own company too. Sanchez, Will Ferrell, and uh, Adam oh. McKay have their own. Oh, right, and Funny right. or Die is theirs. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I guess Will Ferrell is a, a, you know overlooking uh, Will Ferrell. Tina Fey's been successful. Three sitcoms so far. Working on a fourth. But she, I don't know. So that's the, that's the different thing with Tina Fey though is that like Sandler had like albums and tours. Oh and, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, he he broke out. He made like a like a franchise out of himself. I think by those metrics, Adam Sandler is more successful than Eddie Murphy. 
I that's my own personal opinion. I can, uh, I can see that. I, can I see think that. there was a steady decline in Eddie Murphy's material. I, I think there's so. I think that the same thing with Adam Sandler is a steady decline. Like Jack and Jill right, is terrible. With, like with Sandler, you kind of knew what to expect. With Eddie Murphy, there were high expectations that were that were never met. A thousand words, the haunted mansion, uh, whatever else. Be oh Norbit. Nor I liked Norbit. Pluto Nash. I no no wait. Pause 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 on the Norbit. Pause Norbit. on the Norbit. I liked Norbit. Norbit was a good movie. It was a great representation of makeup effects work, and it was written by Charlie Murphy, his brother. <laughs> so the conversation right now is Adam Sandler or Eddie Murphy, who is the more successful alum from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I don't even know if we want to Because everyone, everyone from SNL agrees that it's Eddie Murphy, which I can see, but when he set high expectations and fell, but with Adam Sandler, you kind of expect a level of immaturity and not so much greatness with his films, but they still were box office successful. They may have sucked. Jack and Jill absolutely sucked, but I think quite a few people went to go see it. That was his brand though. That's how he marketed himself for his brand. Uh, he, that's what he created for himself. That was his empire, so to speak. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we totally sidetracked there. Totally. This is, I don't know if we want to start over or what. That's the Battle Wounds brand. Oh, good to see you, bro. Good that's see the you brand too. though. A uh, bunch been of. A while. I know, right? We don't have conventions to go to to run into each other, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I stopped going to them a while ago too. Oh yeah, well, I. But you still do the cosplay stuff, though, right? Or it, no, 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 really? no, wow. no. I holy smokes! Well, we'll save it for the air. <laughs> yeah. So we have a, a special guest today. We have the Donnie Francis. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2020, you know. 2020. Yeah, that sums up 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. California's burning. It's fine. Yeah. We're all good. Uh, uh, yeah, but no, this is the first time it's burned this year. Previously, it was Australia. Oh, that's right. Australia was yeah, on I'm fire. Yeah, I'm just losing track of all the nonsense that's going on. Oh, nonsense is a good word for it, Donnie, because think of it like this. It's like our world is falling apart, and our leader of our country, his biggest concern is going to war with TikTok. Yeah, but it's what like, the hell? What the hell? Come on, people. Don't get me started. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? So it's funny. It's like I see people's posts, like all these people who kind of early adopted TikTok that now have these really strong social bases are super disappointed on the verge of like potential banning. You know what I mean? Oh, it sucks. And it, I've worked with some of those people recently and they're, they're great. Yeah. Like, you have this weird perception of what TikTok people, like the people that are on that platform are, but like they're super chill. Like. No, no, it's, it's, it reminds me of Vine. Like all the Vine yeah. folks were cool. Like, but it's just like what they finally start getting their foot in the door and established. And then here comes the fucking president to fuck with things. Yeah. Like, and they, they so make an up. income doing that. Now that income's getting swept like right from out under their feet. And it's a shame. Right. Fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, nah. Nah. Yeah, for real, though. <laughs> <laughs> Make more than I do just dancing in a video for 10 seconds. Yep. Ah, so ah, you, you could do it. Right, I could. I probably should. Yeah, you do that little shimmy. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. It's a thing. It's a little shamrock shake, is what I call it. Yeah, yeah. There's a secret Patreon TikTok. It's a closed group, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, there is. Battle Wounds Patreon. Battle Wounds Patreon. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Battle Wounds OnlyFans? 
Yeah. Well, hey, it may be coming if I need to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> All this could be yours. Are you saying those anchor one cent a listens aren't doing it for no, you? No, they're not. They aren't. They, they are, are not. not. <laughs> Sponsored by Anchor. Anchor.fm. Bassmousefans.com. Got to, you know, do that OnlyFans, you know, start showing things. Yeah. Or get Linda to do it for me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, so it's actually been a while since I've seen you, my friend. Yeah, it's been so, a long time. So you need to actually, so the last time we spoke, it was like you were on the podcast, but I was kind of, I think I had some technical difficulties connecting or something. That, and I think you had, uh, another work thing that randomly came up that you had to go to. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Might've been the movie that you were doing. Oh, yeah, I was working on the film at that yep. time, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, what year was that? That was 2017. No, this was last? 2018? I was working on the movie in 2017. It might have been, like, somewhere in between. I think you were still cosplaying at the time, so that yeah. Yeah, was well, a, good, a, a good time stamp well, for it. 2017, so you originally got linked up with me because I yep. was a fighter. Yeah. I was in combat sports. Yeah. I, yeah, my last fight was in 2017. I think you had just become the Green Arrow doing stuff like that, and you had uh, some movie roles that were just coming in. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's been a weird trajectory for me. Like, like <laughs> soup. Right. So you have to catch me up, basically. <laughs> yeah. bro. This is also bro. his second time on the show for everybody else. Yeah, second time. Yeah. On the show. Like, yeah. I think it was episode four. I yeah, went back to the list. I was like, oh, yeah, I did listen to this. Yeah, things things got weird since then. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love it. So, like, <laughs> shit got weird. Let's yeah. get yeah. weird. Like, Let's the, get weird for a the, second. The weirdest thing was, all right, so flashback way back. So I just moved into the town of Ware. And, like. Ware Mass. Ware Mass. And, like. Growing up, I always was like, man, I want to, like, dress up as a superhero and, like, do, like, hospital shit. Like, I wanted to do that because there's no, like, you can't be a real superhero. So, it's like, that's <laughs> the closest freaking way I can. Can I swear? Oh, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Okay. That's the closest fucking way I can get to doing that. And so, I was like, well, I'm really twisted, I, I but I have a heart of gold. So, it's like, Deadpool. So I got a Deadpool suit from a costume replica cave out in, like, Australia, and it was so cool. And I had done some, like, fundraising stuff with um, uh, this kid, Ben, from Springfield. And it was just getting toys and then delivering them to the hospital. And it was Ooh, cool. super awesome. And then it turns out, like, I was just dressed up as Deadpool with a buddy of mine who was dressed up as Batman. We were just, like, <laughs> bored walking my dog when, out of nowhere, we hear some guy yelling for us, and this just, like, older gentleman is chasing after us. So we stop, and it's uh, this guy, Lewis Perry. I know Lou Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Angry yeah. We Holy live shit. down the street from each other. Oh, I had no goddamn idea what cosplay was. I was just a dude <laughs> with a Deadpool suit. <laughs> <laughs> that, and, and I love so, it. I love it. Then he was like, yeah, I'm so-and-so with such-and-such podcasts or, like, local access TV thing. Yeah. And so, like, I had no idea what cons were, so... He, I had gone with him and his partner, Jeremy. Ex-partner Jeremy. I thought they were, again, 
Are they? Oh, per- are they? I don't know. Spoiler. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Did COVID fix them? Spoiler. <laughs> I, I haven't talked to. I talked to Jeremy when they broke up and was on his podcast. And then, like, I haven't talked to Lewis in even far, like, a long time. Like, yep. a weird relationship there. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, no, it's one of those, like, I'll see him and I'll be like, man, I've been texting you, like, and call like, you never, and I'm like, I look at my phone, I was like, I ain't got shit from you. <laughs> like, just, like, where are you checking? What yeah, number just, are you trying to reach can, out to? Can we just be real? Like, yeah. you haven't. And we live down the street from each other. <laughs> you could have dropped a letter in my mailbox. I know, there, there's some stuff, stuff with that where, uh, uh, like, I was a guest at, Albany State Comic Con. It was oh. their first one, okay. and that's a. I think that's the last con I had gone to. Other, uh, I think I went to one other con as a guest and two horror cons, like promoting a show that I, or a movie. I, no, a show that I was supposed to be in, and like he made very much made it a point to like comment that, like, oh, you're you know you're welcome, like. That, like, I wouldn't be where I was if it hadn't been for him Fuck finding me. that yeah. bullshit. Also, this is my first time ever saying anything like that on air or with anybody outside of private. And right, it's right, right. definitely left a bad taste in my mouth. And a lot of other people, like, heard that and were like, wow, that's not fucking cool. And I'm like, no, it's not. Right. Because, um, so when I had met him, he told me, like, I had the show. We do stuff at cons, and I like helped out as the cameraman a few times. And then after my fight, like literally the next fucking day, and like I can't walk, my <laughs> face is all fucked up. <laughs> and like within that time, I got a Green Arrow suit and started doing charity stuff as Green Arrow because I was like. Green Arrow's way, like, more kid-friendly, mother-proved. And, like, and I love the character. Right. And I love archery. So I was like, it was a no-brainer. So I started doing that. And uh, throughout that time, I'd linked up with, like, Matches Malone. Matches is great. Big shout-out to Matches. is the best and kind of took me under his wing a little bit with some of this charity stuff and helped. And I got to do stuff directly with him. And so then, yeah. Day after my last fight, 2017, was the first time I think I wore Green Arrow at a comic convention and just kind of went. And boy, howdy, do I regret that. So <laughs> my my last fight in 2017, uh, we were in camp for like eight weeks. We were, you know, I was trying to fight at 135 because I'd fought at 145 previously, which was a, a goddamn disaster because uh, we got an opponent. And we were like, yeah, he's, he's a blue belt. Cool. Like, whatever. Like, I, I could have survived against a blue belt. Um, and then, oh, turns out, no, nah, purple belt from, like, Novanyao. And so, like, <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's cool. Still still took the fight. So then this fight, we're like, all right, we'll fight at 135 because I was kind of light. And, like, it, it, we couldn't get anybody. Like, oh, we got this guy. Nah, he dropped out the next day. Oh, we got this guy. Nah, he dropped out. Or, nah, he doesn't want it. He's not interested. So finally, like two weeks, and I'm like, I don't want to waste a fight camp because it sucked. I can imagine all the work he put in, and then you can't, you know, have like a a thing. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because like I was training with like some really tough 
dudes and a really tough coach. It was uh, New England submission fighting out Amherst. Like, phenomenal team of guys, phenomenal coaches. Like, they beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> I got, I've been training in martial arts on and off since I was, like, 17. And it wasn't until my two years of training with them that I got cauliflower ear. Like, that's how hard they beat me in the shape. That's insane. <laughs> yep. So so then we get this fight at 145, finally. And... Um, so we're like, okay, 145, we got it. We kind of had an idea on what to do with the guy, stay outside of his reach, counter-strike. Uh, he had a really good uh, jab, cross, low kick. So we're like, get a hold of that fucking leg, take him to the ground, choke him out. Because his ground game wasn't really there. He was definitely predominantly a striker. Right. Turns and day away and homie calls like, hey, can we get the fight pumped up to 155? I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, I weighed in at 143. I did fuck all to make that weight. <laughs> I woke up that morning, took a shit, weighed in at 143, homie trying to get the fight bumped up to 155. <laughs> Guy barely made weight at 148. <laughs> Day of the fight, it was like, oh, this guy's big. It sucked. And so he ended up, uh, one of my legs uh, finally buckled in the second from all the light kicks and he just rushed me oh, uh, and so we got it got called so then i was like ah, i can walk on one leg so yeah i dressed up as green arrow and went to this con <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> and so like throughout all this i started like doing photo shoots as like um green arrow and i did a lot of shoots with billy nichols photography um and because of that like I, I, I gained a ton of confidence because it was so well received mm-hmm. and I was doing so much and started exploring like other superheroes. Just to just kind of chime in for a second is I recall when you posted a few of your green arrow shots, dude, yeah. you, I commented because you looked identical haircut, everything to Stephen Amell at the time. Like on yeah, point, it was, it was you, weird. You could have been his stunt guy. Like that's how like close you look to the character, dude. It was amazing. You want to know it's bullshit? I What's get that? that all the time now about the deep. Oh, I, oh, dude, I yeah. had not seen yeah. the show at all. I was a late bloomer to the first season. I had a buddy reach out to me who's he has no idea about the film industry or nothing. Right. He knows that I'm involved in it. He knows that I'm involved. In, I, I'm involved in like stunt stunts kind of. Yeah. And then the acting, and he's like, hey, did you audition for a show on Amazon? I was like, well, <laughs> no, but what show? He's like, the boys, have you heard of it? I was like, yeah, I've seen some stuff on it. He's like, did you, so you didn't audition for the role? I was like, for what? <laughs> he's like, Dude, this, there's this character called The Deep. Like, you look like him. Like Chase Masterson. He does look like yeah. Chase Masterson. Yeah, yeah. So, totally. So I fucking, I look him up, I watch the show, I'm like, God Damn it. <laughs> like, that, see, that would have been ideal cosplay for you, though. If yeah. you're still doing it, you have the gills and everything. Get well, like, I, I would, because I'm not opposed to doing cosplay. I just right. got out of the community because it was kind of just toxic. Oh, yeah, that's true. And so, like... Um, it can be. Yeah, so after the Albany State Comic Con, like, a little before that, I think, or right around there, I forget when, but uh, um, a friend of mine... Him and his wife photographed me. I can't. I feel bad because I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Love y'all. And they were like, hey, can we do a photo shoot of you, like, outside of being Green Arrow? So it was kind of like a man behind the mask um, thing. And the photos of me just 
me were really well received. And I was like, oh, I thought I looked like a pile of dog shit, (laughs) but y'all tend to think I look okay. Like like headshot material kind of stuff, right? Uh, Not even. Just like lifestyle, like modeling stuff, and then some uh, stuff with me like getting into the suit. And so like I was like, oh. So then I just kind of was like, I'm going to try modeling now. So I tried modeling and had like... A little bit of success. Like I had a watch company, Luxwoods Watch Company out of uh, California, I think. They sent me some stuff. I've had like, I did underwear modeling for a little bit. Um, uh, some uh, promo work for um, Wahlburgers and some other like little things and a lot of photography. He, he was like the lost Wahlberg. Yeah. The missing wall, the wayward Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get that shit too. Like I've uh, like, because like, I've, was in. I, I did extra work for Spencer Confidential. Oh shit! I did. actually when we first talked, it was uh, called the Wonderland at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and so like I did a day, oh, and they're like a filming name, huh? The yeah. Wonderland. Yeah. yeah, because it was really a Spencer remake, and they didn't want to tell yeah. anybody. No shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So then I did a day there, and like they were like, "Yeah, come in." You know, this is kind of what we're looking for for clothes. So like I did, and they were like, "What are you fucking Mark's?" Body double? Because of what I was wearing. I was like, I wear, no, these are mine. <laughs> this is what I wear. Yeah, but they fucked me. They took my uh, hoodie away and just left me with, like, jeans and a leather jacket, like, November on the water in Revere. Oh, Jesus, yeah. you're freezing your ass oh, off. All day. I was like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to get pneumonia and die. I'm going to get pneumonia. Thanks, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> but then they, they, the production had asked me to come back, so I did, like, a couple days as a police officer, which was cool, because, like, I made decent money doing did, that. Did you make it into the cut? I haven't seen it yet. Did no. you make it into it? Everything I cut, except Fuck. for my... Nope. <laughs> they used my car, <laughs> and my car made it. I was going to ask you. Wow. I was going to ask you about that because I watched the movie, and I was like, I don't see Donnie. Yeah, yeah, my car made the cut. That happened actually to a cousin of mine. He worked on three different movies locally. He worked on Ted, Here Comes the Boom. He was all in predominant shots, yeah. cut out of all of it. <laughs> we all go to the movies. We're like, yeah, wow. this is Roger's big debut. Boom. And I was like, Nothing. And especially with like the MMA background that you had, I would have figured they would have thrown you in with the all the stunt guys going on. Well, at that point, like I wasn't involved in any like stunt stuff, uh, so it wasn't even stage combat at that point. I don't. No, think. It, was, it was just some guys kind of playing around sparring in the gym that they threw together. Yeah. Right, well, I mean, for me, it, I wasn't even involved in that community. I don't believe yet. Like, I still think I was just like doing some extra work and doing yep. modeling and just like exploring it, and then. Um, my first, my first acting role, I was like, out of nowhere, I was like, oh, I want to try acting now. Because I was like, I had some like little successes, like a model working independently, uh, just kind of grinding it out and hustling. And then I was like, uh, my coworker at the time was like, hey, the Connecticut Renaissance Fair is looking for cast members. Why don't you audition? I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. So I, I schedule, I show up to the audition. Of course, I had no resume. I had some, like, because I'd done some extra work. I was like, here you go. Here. Which now I know, like, don't do that. Don't put extra work <laughs> on a resume. You'll look like an idiot. Right. <laughs> like, nobody cares that you were a tree in high school. They don't care if you were a, a pedestrian in a film. And if you think you were in a scene with another actor, nah. You weren't in a, Like, you didn't do a scene with an actor. You were just in the room with them while they did their job. Right. Sorry, spilling the tea. Uh, <laughs> Pulling back the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Ex, ex, uh, career extras can get kind of cringy at times. 
Oh, I can only imagine. These are probably, like, sentiments that you've received in the circles that you've, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude, for real. So then uh, the casting directors at the Connecticut Renaissance Fair, they're like, do you have a monologue prepared? I'm like, what the fuck is a monologue? <laughs> <laughs> and they thought I was joking. I made them laugh. I was like, nah, for real, though. We're like, what is that? And they told me, and they're like, do you have a song prepared? I'm like... Not so, a, I'm like, dude, not if like, you value your fucking life. They're like, they're like, did you bring your loot? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't sing. But like, I was lucky. I got cast as they're pretty much a version of Prince Charming, but like a parody version, Prince Charmaine. So he was like, oh. he Ooh. was, he wasn't like simple, but he was like heart of gold, but very egotistical, like a like a kind hearted Gaston. Oh, okay. got it. Yeah. Uh, and You're speaking Chris's language now. Yeah. That's Disney talk. Yeah, it looks like you look like uh, you'd be into Gaston. He looks like your type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe LeFou if I'm tired. So, <laughs> so like, a little before then, I started, I was training and acting under Chris Neville Actors Workshops in uh, Worcester. And so, like, I just kind of hit the ground running with all of it. And I saw that there was a lot of stage combat being done at the Ren Fair. So I was like, oh, stage combat. Because, like, stunts was always something that interests me. I looked into it when I was younger. But I was like, I have no idea. They, I saw, like, advertisements for, like, a stunt school in, like, Washington, I think. But it was, like, thousands of dollars. And it's like, you know, OnlyFans wasn't invented yet. So I, I was, I was <laughs> you know, I had to be, yeah, I, I was broke. Right. Um. So I... Went and I got my uh, certificate for broadsword by the Society of American Fight Directors and um, explored that a little bit. Uh, Chris Neville got me a job fight choreography or fight choreographer for Worcester Academy uh, Worcester Academy Theater for one of their productions, which was really cool. And um, within that time, I started linking up with a couple of guys uh, that were their stunt performers in you know, independent and SAG productions. And because of my training and experience, um, law enforcement training, uh, some experience in law enforcement, um, the martial arts and weapons stuff that they, you know, they took me in and allowed me to train with them. And since then, like I've learned a lot and I've like really grown and have been lucky enough to like work on some independent films and even assist them in some of the bigger things, but like behind the curtain stuff, like um, pre-vises, just kind of helping yeah, things. I think the the first time we talked, it was uh, you had just got the role for Sebastian. Yeah, for the Ren Fair. For the Ren Fair. Yeah, yeah that was cool because that was. I mean, it's weird with like uh, what's considered like supporting and leading right. with those types of things because it's kind of like a theater production, but it's kind of not because it's also a Ren Fair. But like we had scenes that were done throughout the day, um, and I was kind of like a main focal point. Um, the f- French, um, the bishop, whatever, he's like the main bad guy, kind of. He's a dick. And he was like, yeah, why don't we have a friendly tournament, like an ex- exhibition tournament, like bring the French and the English together and see if we can, com- you know, be cool that way. And then they, uh, he brought me in as kind of the dead ringer, like, ha-ha, <laughs> little, little, but he was, dude, that character was funny because he was super simple. Like, I, like, unless it had to do with fighting, I was like literally trying to put a square peg in a round hole. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was funny, some cool comedic stuff. And I had like three stage fights throughout the day. Did you learn any, uh, Pratt fall or anything of that nature? Or was it more just like, 
kind of like goofy clown humor kind of thing? Uh, nope. Uh, because I had the three fights uh, for the Ren Fair, like I had, to, they were a theater stage combat fights. So they're oh, okay. all, yeah. Uh, I actually take a big fall. Uh, I was told I could take a knee, but I was like, nah, fuck that, because I was training with like a bunch of stunt performers right. already. Like uh, I made friends with a lot of them, and I was training and. Um, between my regular martial arts background and what I was learning from them, like I was comfortable and am comfortable now doing certain like big falls and crashes that, you know, I wouldn't have done a couple of years ago. But for <laughs> right. the run fair, like I was like, yeah, I'm landing on grass. I don't care. Right. So like one of the fights ends where the actress, she um, ends up like kind of sweeping and putting her staff at my feet and she's supposed to take my feet out from under me. And during rehearsals, they were like, yeah, you can just take a knee and everything. But then, like, the first day of the show, she did that. And I just threw myself fucking <laughs> in the air. And, like, and the, the best part is she's a tall young woman. She's so much taller than me. But there's, like, a, a picture. And you can see that, like, I'm about, like, at her torso level, my back, just about to eat it. <laughs> it's taking complete, a bump. Complete horizontal. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It was, it was brutal. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Like, Empire State Con, wild, con was my last um, con outside of, like, some promotional stuff that I had done. And now, like, um, I'm really starting. I mean, I would be farther ahead of the game, but COVID. You yeah, know, I was going to ask you about that. Fucked yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, that messed me up because I had some jobs lined up that were going to, like, get me some good footage and kind of line me up. Um, but I managed to kind of bounce back back like because i we have a bunch of like non-eating independent projects that have been coming up and um some that i've worked on and am still working on okay that um like super ambitious super awesome projects and all like really talented people involved um which is the cool thing about new england and how it's kind of a tight community there's so many cool great like artistic and creative and talented um, performers and actors and writers in New England that haven't been given the spotlight yet. So we kind of have this like little, there's two shows, one that's just filmed the pilot and is getting ready to release it. And then another project um, that I'm currently like balls deep into production. Cause like I, I'm, I'm helping out with a lot of different areas of getting it created and like super promising stuff that will hopefully be able to really put a lot of these um, below the radar actors and performers in in the light a little bit. Yeah, kind of like the the tide rises all boats. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, exactly. Um, especially because like one of those projects, I've used a lot of the guys that I trained with and, and within stunts that aren't union yet. Mm-hmm. or haven't had a lot of set experience in giving them a chance to really kind of flex what they got and get some good footage for the reels. And uh, so it's it's been pretty freaking cool. It's been a, definitely a busy couple months because of that, but yeah. I'm happy for that. Does it feel like you're getting back to normal outside of the COVID? Yeah, yeah, for me, I mean, other than my day job, Things are kind of getting back to uh, some semblance of normal. I mean, yep. still not 100%, but getting there. Yeah. What's the day job? I mean, if you don't mind talking about it. No, I've, uh, I work in the mental health field. Oh, I, cool. I, yeah, I left uh, law enforcement 2014. I, just, I worked a year with a small town police department and just 
I didn't like the the culture, especially because it was like a good old boy town. Yep. Oh, yeah, so I didn't yeah. like the culture and like I liked the job in regards to what like I could have done with it and the, right. the things that like I wanted to do with it. Were you like kind of like an acting deputy? Or? No, I was just police officer. Oh, yeah, cool. patrolman. I just worked part time. Cool. Um, and so I left that and kind of was figuring out what I wanted to do and was training in MMA and everything and um, eventually made my way into working in the mental health field where I was working with uh, young kids. But, like, that was getting kind of hard because they, you know, the company had taken advantage of me. They're like, oh, well, we have restraint training. So I was restraint trained just like everybody else had to be. But, like, not everybody could do it. So, like, I'm getting yeah. called, like, multiple times in a day to, like, try and defuse these very volatile, violent interactions and yeah. then having to, like, wrestle and fight children all day. I was like, man, <laughs> I don't... In this corner! Yeah, right? <laughs> now weighing in on 135 pounds. Yeah. Tommy, who just ate three Snickers bars. <laughs> yeah, right? And in this corner, a kid in the Spider-Man pajamas <laughs> who doesn't want to take a fucking shower and is tired of your shit. <laughs> Smelly Sam. <laughs> and like, and it sucks. Oh no, he's got a steel chair! <laughs> nah, dude, he, for real though. <laughs> Like I've I've been stabbed working oh, that job. Oh, Jesus Christ! It sucks, man. And like there was one other time where like we had a kid barricaded in a room, and it was like, oh, that's a safety concern. We need to get in there. And so I threw myself through the fucking door, which destroyed the door because it's already kind of messed up. <laughs> so like the next week I came in, we had like one of those like. Thick ass wood doors with like the metal inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. the chicken wire doors. Yeah, like man, I ain't busting through this thing now. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, and then Lord I smokes. Oh, damn, I, that's like a movie. Yeah, right? and, then I, and then I went into like employment consulting for um, uh, disabled and handicapped uh, uh, young adults and adults, and then now I just work for um, some company named. Uh, just I don't like it. <laughs> they, they're oh, wonderful. Not, We're all in the same place. Yeah, Lovely. they're they're not they're not great. Um, yeah, they I've seen a lot of things like with how they treat a lot of the uh, like employees, and I'm like, man, yeah. y'all, if I ever if I ever hit it in the industry, I'm buying this company and firing all you fuckers <laughs> that are just raking in this money. Like the CEO just raking in money yep. and sending these like super. Like, I roll my eyes every time I see him, like, emails, like, especially during COVID. Oh, you guys are doing so great. You're so valued. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying that from your, like, $100, like, $100,000 house yep. behind a computer, like, in your pajamas while we're, like, dealing with all this shit. Right. Yeah. But you're not, like, actually doing You're doing fuck all just collecting money while right. we're. Yeah, there's, there's a middle management that's just, like. Makes a lot of money and does a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, like I've and they, they're all over the office culture. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like I've been in the mental health field a little over five years now. I've been with that company for three years, and that's my day job. Like, and I make, <laughs> I make under fifteen an hour. Right. Like it's it's fucking absurd. Yeah. Right. How little that like mental health workers are paid in these companies that rake in all this money from like the state and the federal government in these contracts. You you tell me you ain't got enough trickle down to like yeah. give people a livable wage. Yeah. The fuck out of here. Yeah, no, they definitely don't. <laughs> they definitely don't. That's the worst. So yeah, it's been a it's been a trip. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
So it's 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 very rare do I see somebody who's kind of has the creative aspirations that doesn't have the side office day job thing. It's kind of like when you can finally shed that is almost like being free. Or, oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a little bit, I think that's a lot of a driving force of a lot of individuals who are creatives is like they hang on to this day job that they need until they can make it enough where they don't need it anymore. If, you know? if, if they can yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah. If, and that's a struggle. I like to say when. I know. I like to You're say the when, optimist. Yeah, yeah. This glass is still you half silly, full. silly, silly <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Stupid like, idiot. It's going to be okay, Chris, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be happy just being able to drop down the part-time or relief. Because, like, right. I'm working four overnights a week. I'm training nonstop. One, just in the gym independently. And then two, training with, you know, all these super talented individuals. And then, like, working on these projects. Like, and, and then, you know. Raising children on top of an overnight <laughs> job, on top of like you know, working on these independent projects as an actor and like a stunt performer and and even choreography, and it's just man, it's it's so much sometimes. There's that, a lot on your plate. Oh yeah, yeah, my plate's full. So you said raising children. Are you married with kids? Or yep, yeah, yeah. I got a my oldest. I have an eight year old. Uh, I have an eight year old stepson, and then I got a two year old. Oh, congratulations! congratulations. Yeah, oh, I think last time we talked, you did not have a kid yet. Yeah, so that's I news, think. that's definitely. Well, I mean, I had I had the eight year old. You yeah. know how time works, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, it's, it's complete news yeah. to me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's regard. not something I'm super public about, like right. especially because once I started doing the modeling stuff, like, yeah. it, and a lot of it was like physique and underwear stuff. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be posting pictures of me. And fucking these speedos, and then <laughs> post like a picture of my daughter. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, like what kind of break? You gotta keep those yeah. lives separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. Separate. Stuff separate. Yeah, look yeah. at this V cut. Now look at my daughter. Like, it's fucking weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, is. like, I, I confuse a lot of fans. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's going on with this dude? And, and yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, the fans that I was attracting, I'm like, it's and it sucks because you have to with social media you got to play that fucking game and I I hate, I hate it. it like you give up hate it. it it's almost like this you give off this like like you're acting through yeah. social media like this is who I let you think that I am right and right. and then you have who you are like in private yeah. and it's right. it yep. definitely sucks yeah. um especially being the the guy with the three kids and like this weird. Fan base. I was going to say, it's like, you know, how do you balance that? Because there's there's definitely, like you said, you have your fan base. Social media in and of itself is sometimes a full-time job. Like, And then, you know, trying to keep them separate, that that's a lot on your plate. How do you personally manage, manage it? And how do you, I guess, make time for yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I have I have certain friends and, and stuff within my friends list. And, and like, in between Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook that know my private life and that I can like interact with in that way and not have to worry about any of that. Right. Um, but it's just, it's just taken each day, day by day. Like right. I try to make sure anytime that I, you know, my kids are home, uh, if I can help it, I'm try, I try my best to be present. I know it's hard cause like I have to keep my phone glued to me right. cause I never know if I'm going to get a call for yes. something. And because I'm still like hustling like a madman, I can't just be like, oh, 
I'll let it go to voicemail because you know what? They're going to call the next guy who looks like me and now I'm out of potential work. Right. Yeah. You definitely um, don't want to leave money on the table. Even if it's unpaid work. Cause that's the thing. Like right now, because most of my work is on independent non-union projects. Like I'm not making money. Sometimes I'm losing money in these projects. Like the, the one that I'm working on right now, um, Spider-Man and the, uh, the monsters of Manhattan Super ambitious, uh, five episode mini series, really high production value, but like a fan series, like a fan yeah, yeah, fan made uh, web series, and like it's super, like it's gonna be amazing. Like, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a part of it. Like, I want it to succeed, but I wholeheartedly like believe that it will because of the type of production value that we're putting into it. But it's like right. every dime that this production has is going into producing it. So, like, I'm not making any money off of it. There's no room to take a paycheck there. No, and because it's based off of another intellectual property, it's not like we can take any, like, we can't get ad revenue. We can't get money for it. So, it's like this weird... You know what you're really... So, the best way I like to think, because, you know, in that regard, is that what you're doing is you're buying yourself a dope-ass demo reel. And and that's kind of what what we're, we're hoping for to get and to just, again, like show off all this New England talent. I mean, we flew in some talent from, like, other parts of the country, but most of the talent and people involved are all New England natives. How much can you talk about the Spider-Man project? Because I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I spoke to one of the producers today to to check in. I can't give out any spoilers. I can't mention the two uh, companies that... Hold the intellectual property. <laughs> <laughs> they that shall not be named. Yep. Um, I can talk about my character and some of the stuff involving him. Okay. Um, I play Clint Barton, Hawkeye. I like that. I yeah. can see a very Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. yeah back yeah. to the archery too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good choice. <laughs> which, good which choice. is weird because like I did uh, Green Arrow, and then I'm supposed to be playing Roy Harper. Arsenal for the Red Hood fan series season three, but COVID decided to mess all that up. So last I spoke to the director and producer, we're still on board for me to be involved. I, my stuff just got moved to a later episode. Um, but I'm still waiting on details. I hope we still go through with that because that's, uh, him and I have been following each other's exploits for a long time. I've always been a fan of this series. And like season three, we, when he reached out and was like, hey, would you be interested in playing Roy? I immediately was like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> Hold on, let me mull it over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now I'm playing Hawkeye. And it was a similar thing where um, the director and uh, was like, hey, you know, he knew me and knew the archery thing and the Green Arrow stuff. He didn't know, like, there was so much about me that he didn't know that when he found out, he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, I've been helping uh, with, like, the producing of the the project and bringing in some people to, to help with certain things. And we've been able to add, like, because of the people I know and the, the other people that are both uh, the productions connected with and that I'm connected with because, again, we have a – this other group of like super talented people who um, we just they just shot the pilot episode for a show called On Tap, okay. which is D and D meets It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, interesting! It's these two guys um, 
and they had served together in like this medieval war type thing that end up with a, a tavern and it's fucking it's good it's so good um i was so fortunate to get a call to be a part of that and i i really hoping to hear like to get called back to do more right um so we have like that crew we have the crew of guys that i i'm associated with in regards to like the stunt community and the Spider-Man crew, and we've been able to, like, really do some cool stuff. So, with the Spider-Man, can you talk about the story? Like, what you guys are doing there or yeah, anything? Yeah, uh, a little bit. So, it takes place a week in the life of Peter Parker Spider-Man. Um, and so, like, man, yeah, I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it takes place a, a week in the life of Spider-Man as he's, like, being Spider-Man and dealing with, you know, his day-to-day life. And then, of course, as it is as a superhero, like, all if ever, everything that can go wrong will go wrong until the MacGuffin is discovered and then everything's fine. So is it more about, like, his day-to-day as Peter Parker than it is about Spider-Man? And then there's, like, these great Spider-Man moments? Or is it vice versa? What, what it, it, I, think, I think it's, like, a good in-between. But then there's so many other, like, characters involved. Okay. And, uh, like, outside of... Talking about my character, like I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably best I keep it quiet. Sure. But if understandable, Hawk, if Clint Barton Hawkeye is in this, then you can kind of use your imagination to think like who else might be in this. Sure, got it. Yeah, yeah. Where um, it's gonna go and kind of who's making a guest appearance? Yeah, um, sure. And like I'm, I'm super excited to be playing Hawkeye. Um, and been playing with a lot of ideas with the character. Um. Uh, it's some that I've gotten some negative feedback on, but something that I'm still like kind of passionate about doing. Sure. Um, so you're a comic book guy. I very much so. You know about Hawkeye. I absolutely do. Um, so you know, like throughout his run, there have been times where he has been blind. Yes. And predominantly there's more times where he's been either hard of hearing or deaf. Yes. And, um... So one thing that I no other form of media has portrayed him as hard of hearing or deaf or even or even um the fact that he knows ASL because like he's been deafened and then he got like a hearing aid from Stark and then through some comic book magic has had his hearing returned like on and off throughout the years but he's always known ASL right and I was bummed that no other form of media has done or explored that at all. Right. So I was like, can we find a moment in the story where I could, you know, show at the very least that he has a, my iteration of him has a, a very basic knowledge of ASL, like enough that emergency responders would know. Right. Like if I was still a police officer, like just knowing enough to be like certain codes that are given out. Yeah. Like I'm here to help. Or, or like, are you okay? Or, you know, are where are you hurt? Stuff like that. Yeah. So we were, you know, been playing with that, and we we um we're lucky we found an ASL consultant who you know will come on, um because there has been some negative feedback because I've I've asked other people about it and have spoken to even like a deaf actor and he was um I think there was some like lack of an understanding because he was like he got really mad, which. Do understand. Um, right. I'm kind of like, uh, there's not enough, they don't have enough, that community doesn't have enough representation within the film industry. Like, literally, right. like, I, I can't think of many that 
are. Like, I mean, even John Wick three, like I, I Ruby Rose, like they could have hired a, a deaf actor to play the role that she had. Right. And that would have been like fantastic, but I don't think that, you know, they, they should have done that. Right. Um, like a missed opportunity there. Yeah, so like a lot of people within that community that I've I've spoken to or have heard this idea, um, were like, "But Hawkeye's deaf, and it's not right." And it's like, I feel you, but it's like he's not. Our Hawkeye isn't written to be that, you know, uh, like similarly to how Hawkeye in the MCU wasn't written to be that way, right? And right. then the cartoons in like the like, there's been no other form of media that has portrayed him as such or even like hinted that. So I was like, oh, well, I want to pay respect to that by just adding this little moment. That mark would be nice because like you said, it hasn't been represented before in any other media aside from the comics itself. And I was actually going to ask aesthetically, how are you guys leaning towards your Hawkeye? If you can talk about it, is it going to be a little bit more? Cause like when you look at things like, Hawkeye, right? His original costume, he had like the funky like greenish <laughs> oh mask and like we we've we've thought know, about and the, that and the, and the purple and the tunic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or or then you look at the, like the MCU version, which was a little bit more sleeker, and then you look at like the Avengers game that just came out, which is like that's informed directly by the MCU. Yeah. So like, which version are you guys kind of like leaning towards more? Um. So heavily inspired by the Matt Fraction run. Of oh, Hawkeye. Perfect. So like we've done we did a promo photo shoot a couple weeks ago and we did it in my tactical like shield issued tactical like Hawkeye uniform which is still very superhero esque. It's it's right. very it's more similar to the MCU version because it's supposed to be based in like somewhat of really reality. But so, it's got the like purple aesthetics or Yeah, yeah, so it's like a really dark dark purple with some black. It's sleeveless and then I have like the archer's glove with the three things for the fingers and a little forearm pad or a sleeve. I got a tactical belt on um with like a baton and cuffs and uh what else? I have the quiver. I have a quiver obviously and like some like combat pants with knee pads and boots. Um, but we also have like some, we played with the idea of because Matt fraction is, it's one of my favorite runs. I love what they did with the character. And so we're playing it kind of even playing it kind of like him. Um, where it's like kind of like that meets, um, Avengers assemble where it's like my Hawkeye has something to prove. I'm, I'm he's 30, you know, he's in his early thirties. Right. He's now thrust in this world of like, superhero-ish stuff or he's that's unfamiliar to him it's he's a little snarky fret bro yeah exactly that's and and that's that's how we're doing it which i like and and finding moments where it's like he's trying to look for that moment to prove himself that he's not that he's also actually a hero and wants to be a superhero because it's like oh cool (laughs) Uh, and so it's really cool where like you see those like kind of snarky fratish stuff but then you see those those hints like oh there there's more to him and, and the ASL uh, moment that I'm you know we've been uh figuring out what to add is just another moment to add that and just pay respect to that that character that's never been like shown in any form of media I like that you're striving for that too that you want to f- like kind of find a way to represent that 
ASL yeah, cause I, I thing. Yeah, because I don't want to take advantage of the community, and I don't want to, uh, because that was one of the things that somebody said, like, that, that happens, that the, the, the community in ASL can be take you know, there's been times where it's been taken advantage of. And I'm like, like, that's absolutely not what I want to do. Like, I just want to pay respects to that and show that. And that's why, like, I wanted to have that moment be with somebody who is deaf, hard of hearing, or ASL, and then give, like, so it's authentic. So I want it to be authentic. I want there to be a consultant that we can use. And we were lucky enough to found a, we found a woman who is going to be the consultant and also be my scene partner for that moment. Perfect. And, and which, like, makes me happy because, like... You know, it's I'm not, real. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not how I'm not out here trying to like offend somebody. I I would never do like something for the art that would. You're crusading for the moment, so if anybody thinks you're offending them, it's like they they have a wrong. Yeah, idea. so like you know I would I mean? never want to play like like so if we wrote a hawk. This Hawkeye was written to be deaf or hard of hearing. I would much rather that role go to somebody who is like right. Yeah, I like. I'm not into taking work away from somebody that could do it better than me. Like, right? Especially because there are a lot of talented actors who are of that community that could do the job. Um, just it's it's no different than how the MCU didn't do it, and no other former media has. Which again, that's sucks. Right. But even even the fact that like the fact that you are you know like. They couldn't do it. It's you, but you're championing for it. And I think that's the important part about it, right? Yeah, and that's why, like, I I know there's been some negative feedback on it. I just hope that once, like, they see it and they see that, like, it was done and, like, with all the care and love that I'm trying to do it with and that my scene partner is of that community and not just my scene partner but also the consultant that – People will be a little less upset. I I do understand. I do get it. Like there, there aren't very many superheroes of that community, and so like I totally get it. Right. Um. So yeah, it, just, it, it's so hard too because it's like we have very few black superheroes, you know, and we have very few female superheroes that are featured. And it's just like there's so many diverse things out there that people need a voice, and it's just like. It's like getting in line almost, you know? It's so yeah. hard because you, there's only so much to go around, too, you know? And then you get these fucking people that get upset when they see these people be represented. It's, it's, it's like, do they, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry your, like, fragile masculinity can't handle a strong female character. Right. Like, fuck off. Right, exactly. Or, like, like how many goddamn white like stereotypical white, like I'm a superheroes are there when like, who cares? It's so overdone. Like I want to see like people of color, like playing these roles, like, like people that um, can like inspire, like Chad Boswick did with the black Panther. Like I want more of that. And I want more women. Like I have, I, have, I know I want more women. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Yeah. Like for me, I have my two young girls and like my oldest daughter for the longest time was like, well, I want to be a boy. Not because she was, had this like gender identity problem, but because she, you know, so I was oversaturated a, with everything. Yeah, Like I was a single father until I met my wife. Uh, it was just me and her. And then, um, my wife has a son and then my daughter's mother has like a bunch of boys. 
So she's just surrounded by boys. So she thinks, oh, well, like, boys can do this stuff. So it's been very much like a no. like, And she understands it now. She's eight. She's kind of come into herself a little bit. And, like, I've been big on, like, if if that's how you feel, that is fine. I will support that. But please, let's talk about why you're feeling this way. And she just thought, like, well, girls can't do this stuff. And that's why, like, I love seeing these strong, like, women characters in these super-powered roles, like, doing this badass stuff. Is there one that you particularly like or you think is a really great example, especially for your kids? Oh, man. I, like, I think Wonder Woman's super cool. Um, notice you didn't say Captain Marvel. First. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> and we have an ongoing joke about Captain Marvel and how she's like, it's, it's the haircut. It's the haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's also the writing. <laughs> mm, mm. It's yeah. the it's the writing. Captain Marvel is uh you know has has the potential to have been a really cool, strong character, but much like the DCEU. They're just like they vomit, just like diarrhea her out and just yeah. crammed it down everybody's throat. No build up, no um, development. A shoehorned, right? It felt yeah, very shoehorned in. Which, which is what did it? Yeah. Like, yeah, and the haircut. <laughs> the haircut. <laughs> the haircut. <laughs> that nah, yeah. Like I love with the uh, the comics the way they did it, where it was like right, the it was fade. Yeah, 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 the fade. Like she looked badass. Yeah, in. The uh, end game. She just looked like she wanted to talk to my manager. <laughs> she looked very Karen. Yeah, yeah, it was which, a very Karen vibe. Or like, uh, or like your aunt. You know, your aunt that comes I mean, over is like fucked up. Is it's a wig? They couldn't even find a better fade wig for her. <laughs> yeah, come on. It, it poofs out way too much. Yeah, it looks like she just got a perm. And then it sucked because it was like. Out of nowhere, she flies in at the end of the movie. Like, we're supposed to give a fuck? <laughs> and then it's not because uh, the performer of, I don't remember her name, the, the woman playing. Brie Larson. Brie, it's not that she's not great and didn't, like, do the best she could with what was given. Right. It's just, like, the MCU failed Brie as a performer and an actor and the source material and the character by just like, oh, well, she's this big fucking deal now. Deal with it. We don't need to... No, you still need to set this up. It's just like the DCEU, why that failed, because you got like... Batman versus Superman. Out of nowhere, Batman's just murking bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like and, the, and Martha, the whole subplot comes down to their mom is both named Martha. Like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> like playground shit. Like, come on. Yeah, that that was stupid. Like, yeah. I, like I, I hated that. My, my biggest, biggest grief with Captain Marvel, and I've said it on the show before, is that here you are trying to establish mythology, right? Where she's from, all this awesome, awesome stuff. And you even set the tone, come as you are at the end when she's about to confront the supreme intelligence. And then all you give us is uh, Annette Benning, right? That's Annette Benning. Annette Benning, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all you give us, you don't give us the giant mutant sci fi head from like the comics, which we all would have loved to see. And it's just like, no, you kind of just give us a projection of Annette Benning. Yep. You know, you give us Warren Beatty's worst nightmare. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Only you got that. Only you got that. What? You mean commitment? <laughs> yeah. Well, also ex-wife, right? No, they're still together. Are they still together? Yeah, oh, snap. 
Yep. She nailed him down. <laughs> she nailed him down. That's why. Where's, where's, Biggest where's, bachelor in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's why. Now I, like, I have to look that up. There you go. Because <laughs> I, I think I think they split, though. But that's just me. We're You're diverging here. We're diverging. Welcome to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like how the point was all these underrepresented people should be, like, they should be welcome with open arms. There's enough generic white fucking dudes playing these roles and like we need more like there's more people inspiring like to do better and to be like show that you could be anything you want right and but like with a well thought out execution yeah don't shoehorn the shit like it doesn't have to be forced down our throats do it organically and naturally was I right or wrong still together oh Oh. snap sorry buddy I award you no points. No points. I lose today. <laughs> I lose today, my friend. Yeah, nah. Try just trying to get it all done. Uh, yeah, Spider Man. I'm super excited for. We're getting close to the end of production. Uh, also, we have an Indiegogo campaign now. Oh, we'll definitely Ooh, plug yes. that. Plug yes, that. because it has been self funded, and just every dime has been poured into making this you know we've had talent come in from other um like we had jamie costa come in from la kevin porter um we had some like tiktok stars like um uh, meg nut is like our tiktok handle i think it's like meg nut oh two or something mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know i don't tiktok i'm not like yeah i'm not yeah i'm not much of a yeah, tiktok nope. like so i got so burned because i like loved all the vines that came out i'm like this is great and then it's like they shut down Vine. And now they're going to shut down TikTok. Right. Yep. Exactly. They just, the short, and Quibi too. Short form media doesn't work. They no. just, it uh, doesn't work. But I want to watch Reno 911. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to spend money to watch Reno 911. Right? I want to see it more than three minute segments. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be watching a web series if that was the case. Hey guys, I'll let you know about one of this week's sponsors. It is Fight League Atlantic. They have a, Pretty big pay-per-view Kumite coming up soon, so go check them out at Fight League Atlantic. That is Fight League Atlantic. I just wanna make you you hear me spitting out a poisonous ink I'm poisoned to think what I can do when I'm on the brink A back to the wall, a villain when I'm ready to brawl I'm killing, it's really, it's silly how I'm messing with y'all Speaking, it's easy to see me coming through in the clutch now Duck down, profound sounds, dropping like touchdowns Cursing in verses like missing persons, you never find it Go and rewind it a second time if you need reminded But shit, a contradiction might better define it I'm grinding to sharpen the talent instead of bitching and whining Cultural finding the perfect pressure to press a diamond It's in your time and not what you wear when you're Say you're rhyming As far as I'm in I'll never make it To raise an island Call me an island I'm solitary In my confinement Forget my elegant eloquence While I'm relevant Carefully dismantle Your status Just for the hell of it Heavy like an elephant Desolate while I'm reckoning Strictly just for the benefit Evident in my devilment And now the residents Fear the presence of melanin Malevolent supremacists Speaking venomous sentences Forget the precedent Get a taste of your medicine A tranquilizer dart to your face Embrace the sedative